0: Unfortunately, complex human societies seem to require imagined hierarchies and unjust discrimination. Of course, not all hierarchies are moral identical, rather, morally identical, and some societies suffered from more extreme types of discrimination than others. Yet scholars know of no large society that has been able to dispense with discrimination altogether. Time and again, people have created order in their societies by classifying the population into imagined categories, such as superiors, commoners and slaves, whites and blacks, patricians and plebeians, brahmins and shudras, Or rich and poor. These categories have regulated relations between millions of humans by making some people legally, politically or socially superior to others. Hierarchies serve an important function. They enable complete strangers to know how to treat one another without wasting the time and energy needed to become personally acquainted. In George Bernard Shaw's Pygmalion, Henry Higgins doesn't need to establish an intimate acquaintance with Eliza Doolittle in order to understand how he should relate to her. Just hearing her talk tells him that she is a member of the underclass with whom he can do as he wishes for example using her as a pawn in his bet to pass off as a flower girl as a duchess rather to pass off a flower girl as a duchess a modern eliza working at a florist's needs to know how much effort to put into selling roses and gladioli to the dozens of people who enter the shop each day. She can't make a detailed inquiry into the tastes and wallets of each individual. Instead, she uses social cues, the way the person is dressed, his or her age, and if she's not politically correct, his skin color. That is how she immediately distinguishes between the accounting firm partner, who is likely to place a large order for expensive roses, and a messenger boy who can only afford a bunch of daisies. Of course, differences in natural abilities also play a role in the formation of social distinctions. But such diversities of aptitudes and character are usually mediated through imagined hierarchies. This happens in two important ways. First and foremost, most abilities have to be nurtured and developed. Even if somebody is born with a particular talent, that talent will usually remain latent if it is not fostered, honed and exercised. Not all people get the same chance to cultivate and refine their abilities. Whether or not they have such an opportunity will usually depend on their place within their society's imagined hierarchy. Harry Potter is a good example. Removed from his distinguished wizard family and brought up by ignorant muggles, He arrives at Hogwarts without any experience in magic. It takes him seven books to gain a firm command of his powers and knowledge of his unique abilities. Second, even if people belonging to different classes develop exactly the same abilities, they are unlikely to enjoy equal success because they will have to play the game by different rules. If in British-ruled India an untouchable, a Brahmin, a Catholic Irishman, and a Protestant Englishman had somehow developed exactly the same business acumen, they still would not have had the same chance of becoming rich. The economic game was rigged by legal restrictions and unofficial glass ceilings.